Welcome Norfolk Enjoyers. This is episode three of our um, weekly podcast. Uh, I'm Andrew. And I'm Steph. And we're from Enjoying Norfolk. Um, You can find us online at our website, enjoyingnorfolk.co.uk. And you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook. And Twitter. Oh, and Twitter. Yes, not forgetting Twitter. (laughs) Anything else we're on? Probably. (laughs) For our third episode of Norfolk and Good, and because it is, in inverted commas, Blue Monday... When we are, I know, when we are, dun, 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 very well, when we are recording this, I know you're probably not listening to it on Blue Monday, um, but that's when we're recording it. It's supposed to be the most miserable day of the year. Oh. And to be honest with you, that bar has already been set pretty high by the last 12, well, sort of 10, 11 months. So honestly, if this day is the worst day of the year, we are all in trouble. So far, how has your Blue Monday been, Andrew? Has it been that bad? <laughs> I don't really want to speak about no, yeah. <laughs> Dear, <laughs> <joking>. Dearie me. <laughs> that no, it's, a, it's it's not been a bad day, actually. Has it been the worst day of the year so far? <laughs> no. 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 Appar- apparently it's the worst day of the year so far, allegedly, because it's quite a few weeks since Christmas and it's all a bit bleak and the days are short and apparently there's not a lot to look forward to. So apart from challenging that and showing you that there are indeed lots of things to look forward to, especially here in beautiful Norfolk, uh, we thought we would talk about uh, well-being in Norfolk because we want you all to be well. So I suppose the first question we have to ask is, are you well? Are you well out there? And we also want to know what makes you feel better? What do you do to feel better, both mentally, physically, emotionally? When you're feeling a bit low, what sort of things do you do? So again, um, we'd love to hear your feedback on that. Drop us an email or contact us via the website, enduringnorfolk.uk or through the channels um, that Andrew mentioned at the beginning of this podcast. Andrew, what makes you feel better well what makes me feel better is the largest Toblerone you can buy <laughs> sitting with my feet up watching the telly <laughs> right, no. okay. well it would make me feel better but it's that not what really I do make you feel better don't pretend it wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> okay it does it does <laughs> that's that's like the true response really is there anything else apart from <laughs> masses of chocolate which honestly I'm sure that there are lots of people out there would agree with is guaranteed to cheer you up just a little bit, isn't it? A little bit, but not general overall well-being. I wouldn't say that it does that. What, a massive tape line? No, no, <laughs> no, not generally. Okay, so what else? Um, what else? Would, well, you know, I love walking. Mm-hmm. Um, I love opening the front door and just getting out there, basically, and mm-hmm. going for a walk. Um, if we had the opportunity and we could go further afield, I love um, getting out into the woods, into the forest. Mm-hmm. Um, and walking there between the trees Um, and I also love walking up along the coast as well by the sea Mm. Um, but at the present time we're kind of restricted a bit but we've found like lots of lovely local walks Um, so yeah and we tend to get on our daily walk Mm -hmm. um, which is good I miss the the school run Mm -hmm. because we walk on our school run um, which is about a mile there and back Mm -hmm. so that's a good way yeah it's about 7,000 steps or something like that. It's good. Or yeah. five, seven, it's good five to 7,000 steps depending on the route you take and that sort of thing, isn't it? It's a good stride. Yeah, and at, at the beginning of the day, it gets you 
it gets your enthusiasm up to start mm, the day. Gets your blood pumping. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, at the end of the day, it's it's good to relax mm. um, after you've had a day at work. Decompress. After yeah, the day in the office. get out of the office and yeah. and get out about. So um, yeah, walking is is one of the key. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am relaxations for me. I'm wholeheartedly with you there, um, especially since we've been in sort of various states of lockdown these past few months. For me, the daily walk is really, really, um, well, it's just the highlight of the day sometimes. Just getting yeah. out and feeling the hot, the, the, the cold, fresh air in your face at the moment. Um, we're in sort of a centrally heated environment and <laughs> I don't like central heating loads. So when I get outside and I feel the kind of cool air on my face and the, the actual air, not inside air, yeah. you can put one foot in front of the yeah. other. I think I could walk for miles actually and oh, just lose yeah. myself in my thoughts. Yeah. Just open the front door and just go. And go. Well, we have to at the moment because we're supposed to obviously just walk from home. And we have, you touched on it a little bit there, we've discovered some fantastic walks while we've been locked down. So that's one yeah. of the one of the singular silver silver linings of the situation. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. What places have we discovered when we've been walking? Well, we've uh, we've um, we've walked um, uh, the Edith Cavell, part of the Edith Cavell Way. Oh, we did that, yeah. Early yeah. on in the summer when lockdown was a bit eased, we did part of the Edith Cavell Trail we walked a bit of it and we cycled yeah. it. Yes. I've run a part of it and then we walked a part Crikey. of it again the other day. <laughs> Not all in one day. <laughs> well, it's a really nice She route. would be pleased. <laughs> it just takes you a little bit out of Norwich, um, out via Intwood, south of the city, and then yeah. around to Swordston. Yes, where to the church. Where came from. Yeah, yeah, you can pop into the church and there's a war memorial there with her name engraved on it and she yeah. was baptised in the church as well, I think. She was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so lots of connections there. So it's quite interesting from a historical point of view, a bit of local history. But it's also just a little bit rural, so the roads tend to be fairly quiet. Yeah, don't, yeah. When they're not, they're, they're, I mean, there are some bits of the walk which don't have any pavements. Yeah. Just a little bit touch and go. Yeah. Um, but, Over at Keswick and places, which is you're crossing the road there, but it's not very busy. It's no, not, it's not, not usually very busy, and particularly now while we're all locked down. Um, I mean, Master Marshes. Yep, beautiful, they're lovely. We never really yeah, yeah. took advantage of it before, did we? No, not really, not really. And um, and you can get right down to the river there. Um, obviously, when it's not overflowing, obviously. It's very, the water's very high at the moment, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, very high at the moment and very muddy. So if you're going there at the present time, it's um, welly or walking boot weather. Mm. Um, we and, have a friend um, who, do you remember they did a walk there like oh, a week ago? They <laughs> <yeah. laughs> nearly lost their shoes. We didn't tell them to if go that way. If they're listening, they'll know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> they got very muddy indeed, didn't they? Yes, they did, yeah. And we walked over there in the summer and there's um, some cheeky cows over there, aren't there? <laughs> cheeky cows. Cheeky cows, which I, I just remember. I was going to mention that. Yeah, I was going to say you can spot the wildlife there and... Um, yeah, tell us about tell us about the cat. If it's not if it's not going to get us into trouble, that is. Well, I don't think well because I did speak to the farmer. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, and as I'm a bit of a cow whisperer, I was <laughs> bit, like a bit be. disappointed yeah. of how it all ended. <laughs> Basically, well, we were walking for, over at Master Marshes, and, and there's some cows in the fields over there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were walking through, and the cows were quite close. And then one of them spotted us, didn't they? And, and started following. When us. they lock eyes with you, so when they suddenly yeah. look at you, and you're like, mm, "Should yeah. I back away? Should I go?" So we walked. We walked a bit fast, didn't we? <laughs> To get to, and we were heading towards a kissing gate. Yeah, but the cow started following us. It That's did. the other thing, which started, was why we were yeah. walking away at pace. Yeah, yeah it did. So we were a little, you just never know. A little bit nervous. 
<laughs> I'm sure they're lovely cows. Anyway, we got to got to the kissing gate and we we made it through the kissing gate. But yeah. to to our surprise, the cow decided to to enter the kissing gate Followed itself. Followed us into the kissing gate, <laughs> didn't it? Um, but the gate was shut. But the the cow had watched us go through the kissing gate and it. It managed to angle its head about, didn't it? Yeah. And open the kissing gate and come it was through. Quite amazing. Yeah. In which case, I was trying to to tell it to get back, and <laughs> it was doing a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. But if you've ever tried to to stop a cow, um, it is quite difficult. So I, it, I just let it come through in the end. You and... let it come through. I don't think you had very much choice, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you let it come through. I, I let it, it come was through. through. Yes. It was through the kissing gate. It had seen the grass was greener on the other side. It was. And it, it was. worked out how to use a kissing gate and it followed us through the kissing gate. And we were like, oh no, the cows escape. What's going to happen now? <laughs> it's all our fault. We've we've shown it how to open the gate. So so I was a bit worried because it was obviously the wrong side of the gate. So, And being uh, a good citizen. Uh, yes, very good citizen. I, I found the, the number for the farmer who owned said cows and gave him a call, um, left a message and also sent him a text. And uh, luckily he came back and said they're always doing it. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, not their first time. <laughs> it's not their first time. They are very naughty. So, yeah, so that was one of our adventurous walks, wasn't it? Mm, it was yeah. one of our f- fun-filled... Well, that walk had everything, really. It had um, the walking element. <laughs> it did. It was local, fresh air. It had a bit of wildlife interaction. Yeah. Uh, Humour. Some te- <laughs> a slight element of terror to it. Yeah. <laughs> First when the cow followed us and then when we thought we'd allowed it to escape. Um, and then a happy ending at the end. So, and an Very anecdote. Good. Yes. And what, a story to tell everybody. What more could you want, really? Yes. <laughs> So you you mentioned you like to walk in normal times up on the coast. Um, what yeah. walks do you, you you do like a coastal walk? I know. Um, what walks can you recommend? What walks do you like, Andrew? Oh, I do like all all segments of the of the coastal path. Um, uh, the one at Brancaster Stave. Mm, we've done that a few nice, times from yeah. the White Horse. Yep, from the White Horse. Go down yep. the car the end of the car park of the White Horse at Brancaster, and then. Turn yeah. left or right, really. We've done both, haven't we? Yes. Mm. Yeah. You can walk for ages. You can, and you can, you can also take it a bit inland as well, can't you? Because we we took it inland once and then came back down via the Jolly uh, Sailors yeah, in Brancaster. Yeah. yeah, there is a circular route so, which yeah. you, you go down a bit and then you come across the road, walk along the top a little bit. Yeah, There's lovely views. Right? Yeah, and obviously, if you can end the walk in a pub. Like the Jolly Sailors. Um, and start in a pub. It's always good. Start in a pub and end in a pub. That is always a real bonus. Yeah, I think that is that is the perfect walk. Yeah. <laughs> always good. And, and circular is nice. Circular walks are, yes. are nice, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, retracing your steps, you're always seeing something new. And yeah. it feels like you've sort of accomplished a, a complete circle of something. Yeah, mm. yeah. Very satisfying indeed. Yeah. Uh, and I also like to get down onto the beach as well. You do love a beach walk, Andrew, yeah. I do. Yeah. Or I, I love looking at the, the pebbles and finding really nice pebbles. Uh, and I love the sea when it's lapping up against the mm. against the shore as well. The sea air is supposed to be very good for you. Very. Yeah, yeah I always feel better when I've, when I've done a, 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 a beach walk. Mm. And yeah. I do like, um, the one I do like is um, Chroma to yeah. Overstrand. Yeah, the Chroma to uh, Overstrand. The kids like the Chroma Lighthouse walk, don't they? They do, Where yeah. Go down the yeah. beach, walk up to... Chroma Lighthouse near the golf course up yep. there and then along and then you can either come back down and go along the beach again or you can go back up by the road which yes. we did 
just recently before yeah. we were locked down again, didn't we? Yeah. That was really nice. Yeah, you can get down. So there's those steps in there down to the beach or you can come up from yeah. there. So you yeah. can go either way, can't you? And you get quite high at the lighthouse. There's some quite good views as well. Oh, it's beautiful. There's some pictures yeah. which you took, actually. They're on our Instagram. So if you have a look at some of the most recent posts, there's some really nice pictures there of the cool. of Cromer Lighthouse. Cool. About yourself, what do you do for your general well-being? So, again, I love a walk. I love walking and even more so I love being outside and I love being active and um, walking and running have been my absolute salvation during the last few months. I think for me, they've kept me sane, basically. So, as you probably can testify... Well, yeah, sort of as sane as I can be in these conditions. Yeah, I probably probably wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you going for a run. <laughs> so, as you know, um, I bought a treadmill in the first lockdown, and I've been mm. using that when I couldn't get out for walks or exercise, or if the weather's not very good. And again, that's just been an absolute saving grace, basically. But good. I love our daily walks. Yep. I love walking in nature. I think it's really good for your well-being. Um, I loved. One thing about the very first lockdown was when it was super quiet, how much you could notice the birds, hear the birds singing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And obviously we were treated to glorious weather um, in in the first lockdown back last sort of March, April, May time. But the birds, you could hear them everywhere and see them everywhere and you could spot the wildlife. So I really, really enjoy that. And like you, beach walks and that sort of thing. I do still believe the best walks end in a pub. But failing that, I do like to incorporate food and drink in my walks. Yep. So things like Sheringham Park, in normal times, when they've got their cafe open and you can grab something from the shop or yeah. a coffee on the way around or something like that. Nice bacon sandwich to start the walk off. For you, for you yeah. yeah, for, for, for me. non-vegetarians, yeah. What did you... Yeah, and somewhere else we went, they had that... Um... Pasty, didn't they? That oh, that was Oxborough Hall. Mm. Oh, yeah, was... that was amazing. It was yeah. like a vegetarian curry pasty, oh, wasn't it? Yeah. That was just what the docks would do. It was hot and it had a little bit of a kick to it, flavour-wise. Grab one of those and yeah. after power you around the walk, yeah. excellent. And the nice Lovely. thing is you're sort of offsetting any calories. So it's just a whole bunch of well-being yeah. vibes, basically. <laughs> so you just feel good about the whole thing. But you really feel, you've if it's at the end of a walk... I think you really feel you've earned it. So yeah. You've earned that spot by the fire with maybe a pint of something Ooh. local and oh, something nice to well-being eat. Well-being already. <laughs> I feel better already but just we, talking about we it. We can't do that now, unfortunately. But yeah, so I really like um, really like walking and running, and um, I like being just generally outside in all weathers. And I've learned over the last year as well to be outside in more weathers. Yeah. I think that's what lockdown's yeah. for because I'm so desperate to get outside. Um, previously, I was a bit of a fair weather runner, but now I'm prepared to get absolutely soaked <laughs> outside as long as I can get out and run. Um, yeah, it's important, isn't it? And it's, you know, as long as you've got the right gear on, it doesn't really matter, does it? it apparently so, yeah. Or what's, that, what's that um, proverb or phrase oh, or whatever? There's, no, it? Nothing, there's no bad weather. Just bad clothes, bad clothing or yeah. No such thing as bad weather. Yeah. Just bad clothing. In effect, in effect, if you've got the right clothes, you can get out no matter what the weather and enjoy yourself. So, and yeah. also at the end of the day, it's only weather, isn't it? If you do get absolutely soaked or cold, as long as you can make it back before you die of frostbite. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the Arctic. You'll be all right. Yeah. And Um, on the subject of walking, I read an article today um, about, uh, it was in The Guardian actually, um, 
by an Amy Fleming, just to give credit to the person who wrote it. Um, 20 ways to give purpose to your daily walk, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, so especially when, like us, you do end up, because we're walking from home a lot now, doing the same walk a lot. I mean, we do the same walk probably five times a week. We try and get out once a day with the the kids, um, whether they want to go or not, because it is good for them. Um, <laughs> and uh, But you do have to find ways. We have done a couple of things of sort of added purpose, but just before we talk about those, so some of the suggestions, I really like, obviously, spot winter birds. As yep. a kind of, you know, spotting wildlife is a big one, yep. basically, I think. Um, and, and other animals, maybe track other animals, um, have a little look at the vegetation around you, um, hunt for treasure solve a problem and look up and travel back in time and i really like i particularly like those because i think um particularly the looking up part yeah. not necessarily when you're out in the kind of wilds but definitely if you're doing urban walking yeah and i this is something i love about sort of walking around norwich or kings lynn or, or any of the the towns in norfolk really if you look up anywhere, you see a whole new world. You see signs that are current and fading. You see architecture from the past. You see beauty and details. And it can really open up the world around you in such a really interesting way. Yeah, there's some beautiful, when you walk around Norwich and you look up, yeah. there's some be- absolutely beautiful, stunning buildings. Aren't and there? we're so used, especially with things like phones and that sort of thing, and not trying not to trip. Just, <laughs> we're just always looking, looking down. down. Yeah. yeah. But you miss, you know, a good third of the world around you if you don't just raise your gaze yeah there you go raise your gaze (laughs) if you don't raise your gaze every now and then um (laughs) so yeah and um the hunting for treasure um gave me uh it reminded me of something we did in the summer between lockdowns do you remember we did we did we did um uh well we did a city escape game Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, by City Escape Games. Yeah. And it was uh, the Mayor Murder Mystery, yeah. I think we did. Um, and basically, this is a, it's a great way to spend the, spend a couple of hours um, in the city. Um, again, it's good for a, a present Norwich, time. Isn't it? Yeah, in yeah. Norwich. It's good for the present time because uh, you can do it um, yourself or you can do it uh, in twos. Um, and you can um, obviously social distance around the city. And it's outside. It is all outside. Mm. You don't have to go in anywhere, so you yep. don't have to do it. You know, uh, some trails you have to go in places where you don't mm. have to Escape at all. This, that sort of thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, and there's you have to go around the city and um, solve clues. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a time aspect to it. There to is doing the fastest a little bit of an online competition. Yeah, because you do it all yeah. on your mobile phone, don't you? You With do. like an app. Yeah, and you buy the trail. But it's not hugely expensive for what it is. I think it's really good value yeah. for um, you know a good hours plus activity. And like yeah. you say, you can do it with one other person because at the moment we're allowed to exercise with one other person. Or you yeah. can do it in a family group. Yeah, there's the four of us, did it? Yeah, we did so, it as a family. Yeah. Um, and I think you can do it in a time frame or not in a time frame. I think there's it's up to you. If you want to kind of be competitive, yeah. you can do it. But I think there is the option to do it. Because it does Not count time. down, so there's a pressure behind it. But I think it the lets you continue. Did, I think. Yeah. But I think yeah. it lets you continue over. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it does count down for you to to do it in a certain period of time. Um, but yeah, we did. We solved it all, didn't we? We did just in the nick of time. <laughs> in an hour, and we did it in about. Well, I've talked about it something like 53, 54 minutes, and we were pacing it. And this is somewhere that we know pretty well, Norwich. Obviously, we spend a lot of time yeah. in the city centre, and um, so you solve a clue on your phone, and it gives you. Once you solve it, the solution gives you the clue to the next clue. So you then 
race around the city. It's all very kind of was that a program with Annika Rice? Was that a treasure hunt? Oh, yeah. <laughs> a treasure hunt. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, you look up and you. I didn't wear my all in one jumpsuit. I know. Then. I'm quite disappointed. The shell <laughs> suit. I know. I'm disappointed. <laughs> but you know, that's life. <laughs> but yeah. So um, you're sort of investigators trying to help solve the crime, the mur- the mayor murder mystery. And overall, you cover one and a half miles in the real kind of the hardcore city centre, though, don't you? You don't yeah. really leave the the very tight city centre of Norwich. So no, it's no. one and a half miles, but in a very small um, geographical spread. And it generally should take about an hour to an hour and a half. Um, and it's, it's satisfying, but it's good fun, isn't it, as well? It's really good fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's really good. And, uh, and well... Us, us trying to solve the clues, but the kids as well. Yes, yeah, they got they got, got really well involved. involved in the whole whole yeah. thing, didn't they? So, um, yeah, it was a good good ninety minutes of fun, wasn't it? Oh, there's something to do outdoors. So again, yeah, it's especially um, well, you know, restrictions permitting. It's probably not something you could necessarily do. I'm not sure whether you could do it now, to be honest with you, whether not it would too be. Sure. But certainly yeah. in um, you know uh, outside lockdown times. It's a really good activity for the summer. It's a really good family activity. It's a good active activity. So you're sort of getting out, doing a bit of exercise, also discovering more about Norwich. Um, yeah, using your brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. absolutely. So it sort of it challenges so for well-being. It's sort of physical, um, mental, and from that point of view of being sort of sociable, but in a safe outside environment. You know, your emotional well-being as well. So yeah. that was a really good thing. So I think that's a really good suggestion, actually, with the the ways to give purpose to your walks is to, you know, do something like a treasure trail or a, a, a city escape game, um, or look look up and do a sort of history walk or something like that. Yeah, because you know? it made us made us look up, didn't it? it made us look yeah. at certain aspects. I'm a big of the fan city. of looking up. I love looking yeah. at old architecture. Anyway, I think it's really important. I think you can find beauty and interest anywhere you walk. So. Some walks we've done that involve ending in things like churchyards or historical sites and that sort of thing. And there's just so much interest to be found there. They're fascinating. Yeah. You've just got to you know, look beyond the obvious. Yeah, and, and we mentioned um, going into the, into the wooded areas and things like mm. that. Um, even if you look up there, the trees are beautiful, aren't they? The way they're, yeah. they march up towards the And it's really sky. mindful to sort of... Just stand and listen to the trees. Yeah. I like to do that at Sheringham Park, particularly. Uh, It's a National Trust site up on the coast. And those pines have a real kind of swooshy noise when the wind's blowing through them. And if you just. It's sometimes. It's it's all around you, like a wall of sound. And and also, it's a very kind of primeval looking forest, very ferny. And you can imagine it being really relatively unchanged for a lot, you know, thousands and thousands of years. Okay, so I think um, in our household, at least, um, walking has been something that's really contributed positively to our well-being Definitely. over the past yeah. year, hasn't it? And it always, we've always enjoyed doing Norfolk walks. There's absolutely loads of fantastic places to walk around Norfolk, aren't they? And oh, so many terrains as well. You've got rural walks, yeah. tracks through woodland, like you say, urban walks and coastal walks. We've got it all, really. And so. lots of trails that are out there Yeah, to, and some are follow. accessible as well. So you can yeah. take buggies, you can take wheelchairs, you can take dogs and that sort of thing. So, um, okay, so other than walking and eating Toblerone, <laughs> <laughs> what else do you like to do to um, to feel better? To feel better? Um, this, um, well, since March when um, all the lockdowns started, mm-hmm. um, I've got back into gardening. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which... Um, yeah, uh, I did really enjoy gardening, but kind of ran out of time to do gardening. Mm. And obviously, lockdown and spare time, and obviously the the lovely weather, I, I managed to get out to the garden, 
and um, yep, do my own vegetable patch. Yeah, yeah. And um, just tidy up the garden generally, and um, yeah, and just being out there, whether it's on my own or or with everybody else, it's just really, really relaxing. Do, really? Was it? Do, would you say well, really relaxing when the kids helped you in the garden? Well, Andrew, <laughs> it adds a level of danger when the kids <laughs> are out there in the garden with the with some sharp instruments. <laughs> With the garden tools, or they decide to climb the hedge. (laughs) Oh, general wellness, yes, but a few more grey hairs. (laughs) But um, yeah, being out in the garden Mm. and and also growing our own veg as well, which we used. And we did. We really, yeah, yeah, we made use of that. And we've, I think, I don't think we have anything left actually now. We've used it all, but we did. We ate a lot of the things we've grown, and that's a really nice feeling as well, actually. It's really nice to grow yeah. something that you, you know, whether you've only got a small garden or whether you've got a large sprawling garden, um, I think they do say that having a green thumb and being a garden, they say gardeners are calm, particularly when gardening. Yeah. And it's, I know a lot of people that have really enjoyed that activity during lockdown. Yeah, a lot of people got out there, didn't they? And, yeah. And started back in the garden growing their own veg and, mm. uh, and everything and just uh, seemed to enjoy it. Um, but another thing that um, in the garden that we got was a hammock, didn't we? Ah, yes, it was your Father's yes, Day present, wasn't it? It was, and there's nothing more relaxing <laughs> and good for your well-being than a hammock in the garden on a nice sunny day. Indeed, although I think actually our yes. elder son probably took advantage of Once the hammock I... <laughs> more than any, more than you did. He used to go in it to read, didn't he? He did, and spent a lot of time out there. Yeah, yeah, I had to, you know, turn him upside down and empty him out a few times. <laughs> Yeah, that was so done I, a few times. That was done on several occasions, <laughs> not just to him, but usually to both of the kids doing that to each other. Yeah. The hilarity of the hammock. <laughs> but it's all been good fun, the garden, basically. The garden yeah. as a space, an outdoor space, um, is good for, good for your well And again, it's another one of those activities that sort of delivers on many levels. So it's a bit physical. Yeah. Because I remember it after a few hours in the garden you'd come in you're absolutely exhausted normally completely overdone it um it's also rewarding so you've got that kind of positive feedback loop that your efforts are being rewarded because you grow stuff or you see the results of the tidying that you've done or the flowers you've planted um and also you're out there just in the fresh air Mm. with the land and the bird song and all that kind of thing away from screens which is really really important i think to most people's well-being these days because again screen use well I know our screen use has definitely increased loads in the last um, few months as a result of the pandemic and being inside more. So you're away from screens, you're with nature, which is always very grounding and calming. So it's it's sort of multifaceted, isn't it, in delivering well-being? Yeah, and you make make it sound like a big estate. It's only a very small (laughs) vegetable, but it did keep us going. (laughs) Is there anything else that is good for your well-being? Um, so yeah, so I mentioned my biggest one, which is sort of exercise and running and that sort of thing. Um, I do like a good soak in the bath, although I don't get to do that as often as I would like. Failing that though, uh, it's got to be reading for me, books. I'm a big bookworm, but I will read anything. I do like to read a magazine of occasion. And, um, because we are obviously busy working parents, I don't get to sit down with a magazine as much as I'd like to, but I have had a bit more time this year. Yeah. So I've resubscribed to a magazine, which has been really nice. And I always mm. read before bed, unless it's very late and I'm very tired. And I just thought, actually, and I often say this to you, that time is probably my favourite time of the whole day. Mm. Just opening my book at the end of the night and having a little read before going to sleep. And it's lovely. Oh, just, just really relaxing. Yeah, and sets you up for a lovely night's sleep, yeah? 
Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's always the case, but it's definitely <laughs> enjoyable. And and I do love a book for a bit of escapism and and I'm relaxing, which I don't yeah. find easy. I don't find it easy to relax. So um, that for me is a really nice bit of downtime at the end of every day and, and yeah. a really nice kind of self-care-esque treat. So because we are talking about well-being in Norfolk today we thought we would have a chat with someone based in Norfolk who works within that sector so we spoke with Holly Sanderford who is a co-founder of the organization Art at Work and Art at Work design and deliver art sessions um, to promote well-being and good mental health. Hi Holly thank you for your time today. Um, hi Steph, nice to speak to you. Could you um, tell us a little bit about um, Art at Work and yourself and what Art at Work does? Okay, um, so um, I've been kind of working in community arts for the last sort of 20 years and um, uh, about three years ago me and Melanie Tilford and Janine Warren decided that we're kind of ready to set up our own our own kind of um, organisation and that we had the skills and the sort of passion to do it and wanted to do things our own way really mm-hmm. and so we set up Art at Work and um, we design and deliver art sessions to promote well-being and good mental health and that could be in the community so long-term community projects or sessions with the council or it could be at festivals like at Latitude we do like upcycling and clothes for teenagers or carnival costume making with young people for the carnival or it, we also work with businesses mm-hmm. um, to kind of put away days and just sort of to promote good mental health and sort of creativity as well. Fabulous. Uh, and are yeah. you, do you, are you, you're based in Norfolk, obviously. Do you generally tend to work in, in and around Norfolk or the, the, the east? Yeah, yeah, the east. So, I mean, we're mainly based, based in, in Norfolk. Um, we have been sort of working in Suffolk and we ran a project in Mildred Hall for a few years. So, it's also East Anglia, really. Fabulous. Excellent. And how do you, so obviously you're used to doing, like you say, sort of workshops in person and um, actual events and particularly because I imagine a lot of what you do is very kind of hands on and practical. How has that evolved or had to change over the last year or so with the pandemic? Um, it's been quite challenging, but I think we've had to be quite quite sort of creative in how we deliver and think about, because we've been using Zoom, and um, think about what kind of works with that, really. So we set challenges, and we've also sent out art packs to people. We sort of co-produced a zine with, with a group of women with mental health issues, mm-hmm. which were then sent out with sort of art packs to people, sort of 50 women with mental health issues. And um, they went down really brilliantly, so the women sort of designed that sort of beautiful colouring in pages and lots of different challenges, and, and, and that went really well. And um, we've had to design things based around walking quite a lot as well, so mm-hmm. we'll ask to go out for walks and maybe do it like a texture walk and um, sort of collect, sort of take photos of 10 different textures or a colour walk where they choose a colour and take sort of 10 different pictures of different colours oh, and then we sort of design an activity based on that. I um, but that also have designing things that people have at home so you know with materials they have at home so you know just using 
it's like, what can you do with just a copy of paper and a pencil or a pen or lots of collage, 3D collage and things. So we've had to get quite creative, which I've quite enjoyed, actually, because it really gets you to push <laughs> ideas with something. Yeah. <laughs> it keeps me in my toes. <laughs> yeah, and it's quite nice as well, like you say. That sounds fabulous. And I imagine, actually what you do um, is probably more valuable to people than ever before at the moment. Definitely. I think especially when people are quite isolated and with mental health issues, but actually all of us really, I think like everyone's really struggled for different reasons in the Mm. lockdown, you know, being isolated, not being able to go to do regular sort of activities. And I think in terms of well-being, I think it all makes you realise the things and it really made me think about what makes up my well-being and when those things are taken away that you do really feel the loss of it yeah. so I think you know being creative and sort of looking at the world giving having that kind of magic of looking at the world a little bit differently has been a gift to me just as much as for, for other people really yeah yeah I absolutely love the idea of going out and having a kind of color in mind and uh, and taking photographs based around that colour and collecting objects. I think that's a really good idea for an activity that we could all have a go at, actually. Yeah, and I've seen I've seen some of the stuff that um, your groups have produced while we've been sort of locked down. I've seen you share them online, and they're absolutely amazing. So, you know, it's obviously translated really well to this kind of, um, you know, the remote setup as, as well as being in, great in person, which is really good. It's really surprised us kind of the quality of the work that people have been created. Sort of being, well, yeah. not, not surprised us, but we actually had a impressed. We had a we had an exhibition that was in in person in November at the Silver Road Community Centre. Yeah. Um, because I think with the women really needed something to kind of look forward to, mm. and so did we as well. And then we actually got to see because we see photographs of the work, and actually seeing it in person, it's beautiful. And I actually bought some of the work because it's. it's <laughs> Good, you know, the quality is so high, really. Oh, that's fabulous. So better than me, really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's absolutely... And you're doing an MA at the moment in... Yeah. Is it fine art? Yes, so I just... I think the lockdown made me really realise how much I love kind of really feeding myself creatively, creative, sort of creatively, and then how I enjoy them passing that on. So mm-hmm. and I think I felt that need to really kind of come back to my own sort of artistic practice and then um, what I've been looking at part of my MA is nature connection which is something mm. else that's been a big part of lockdown yeah. and, and how, how I need that and going towards and walking and creating things in response to spending time in nature yeah no that's absolutely so important I think and we've actually spoken quite a lot about that um in this particular episode about how Walking in particular is such an easy activity, but and walking in nature is it's just tonic for the soul, isn't it, really? Absolutely. And I think it's, it's nice that it's free. You know, if, well, not everyone can do it. It can be difficult because you've got sort of physical disabilities. But, you know, and, and even if you look like live in the city centre, mm. I think I've been exploring. I'm sure lots of people have been doing this. they finding, you know, my paths through the woods or along the river and finding lots mm. of different, you know, local walks and appreciating what's, what's close to you. And appreciating nature is not something that's far away, but necessarily the coast or the mountains, but the kind of the the idea of doorstep nature. Absolutely. Yeah, we've actually, you know, despite obviously having lived in Norwich for many years, we've discovered some new walks during lockdown, haven't we? We have, yeah. Yeah, which we've, yeah, yeah, surprising actually. It is, like you say, it's absolutely surprising what's on your doorstep. Um, that was all fabulous, but um, what do you um, actually do to help yourself feel better and um, to help with your general well-being? I think that's a really good question. 
but I think it's so important with what I do to look after yourself because you you kind of you feel quite responsible for other folks' well-being. So I think it's especially and being a parent, as you know, you have yeah. to look after you, look after <laughs> yourself. And um, so um, again, like spending time in nature, and during the lockdown, I'm making sure that I walk every day. Like mm-hmm. even yesterday, it was really grim and cold and <laughs> yeah. and didn't feel like it. But I just think just getting out every day to walk is really important. Yeah, I've definitely. been doing. Um, yoga online every day as well that's really good depend, like I think all these things you know it's just like you know my children have got older now and, and it's like also you don't want to beat yourself up if you can't do these things because I know in different points of my life I've been you know more kind of responsibilities and busy mm. and I haven't always had the time to do those things so you know it's like I think being sort of gentle with myself and not being too judgmental when I don't <laughs> do things yeah, yeah. Definitely. well and having re- yeah, we just need to rest. <laughs> sometimes yeah. that's all you. Sometimes that's all you can do for your own well being. So, so obviously, based on your experience, and like you say, you know, you have um, you brought up three lovely girls, and obviously now you're running a business, you're studying again. Um, we've been through lockdowns and that kind of thing. Have you got any recommendations or tips that people? listening to this could perhaps employ um perhaps if they don't have a lot of time um things they can do to that that might help in a positive way help their well-being make them feel better um if they are pushed for time or they don't have many resources available um i I think definitely going for a walk um i mean yoga online is quite good because you can you can just sort of go on youtube and i do something called yoga with adrian and it's also nice to support local sort of yoga teachers I think as well if you can yeah. if you can do that financially unfortunately that's not such an easy thing at the moment for me sure. but, um, <laughs> or many people yeah, I eating well because I think it, the, the time that you, you take sort of eating well you know just thinking about as part of my MA I've actually been looking at the microbiome and looking at gut health which is mm. quite interesting mm. and so like I've been eating kimchi and um, kefir and uh, making sourdough mm. and I mean those things again do take a bit of time but it's kind of I have so much energy so it's really worth spending time on just eating well really mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. just really feeding yourself because it, it just pays back dividends even if you can you can get the energy to do it in the first place it's it's very much sort of worth it so and i true. think just taking if you keep just taking 10 minutes for yourself just really i suppose listening to your body and, and just like just really connecting in with yourself and it's just lying down and just you know, whatever it is, or, you know, even in bed, you know, just having a little 10 minutes to yourself can make such a difference. Just, you know, just being kind to yourself and, and giving yourself the time that you would give to somebody else, really, and being, mm. being gentle yourself. I think that's a really good tip. Yeah, yeah I think that's a, two things that, that you touched on there. I think um, being kind to yourself is self care is so important and yet so easily and often overlooked. And it, especially if you're caring for others, like you say, whether it's three kids, a cat, your grandma, your parents, your business, you can't really give them everything if you're absolutely, you know, fit to bust yourself, basically. So I think self-care is a huge, it's so such a worthwhile thing. And also checking in with yourself every now and then, just sort of laying down, closing your eyes and thinking, you know, how do I feel? Am I okay with all this? What can I do? I think those things are so important, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. And, and, and I think kind of the, that kind of self-compassion, I know it's sort of overused today, kind of in wellness, but I just think it's it's just so important and like talking to ourselves and giving ourselves the time, you know, in the same way that we would speak to a, a good friend and not being tough on ourselves. So, you know, mm. if we're not managing to do, to do the things that make us feel well, being gentle and not being sort of 
like too harshly on ourselves and we can't can't do that sort of so it's so true isn't it i think particularly yeah. you know there are probably lots of parents out there who are doing their homeschooling that sort of thing trying to juggle lots of different uh, balance lots of different plates and they're probably feeling really, really guilty and like you say it's it does sound really simple to sort of you know looking after yeah. yourself self-care but actually it's, it is so easily overlooked well, we're so hard on ourselves i mean i think we're looking back over sort of parenting three children and you never know if they're going to sort of turn out how it can all turn out (laughs) and and, but I just wish I could go back and just be a little bit more be a bit more gentle on myself and feel less guilty but I think as a parent it's very difficult not to (laughs) if I could change one thing it would just like go back and just relax tell myself to relax and you know it'll be okay it will be okay guilty all the time yeah so true yeah so true what you can rather than trying to be I think we try and be perfect parents but you know by by looking after ourselves we're actually teaching our children you know our children do actually kind of copy what we do you know it's not Mm. what we do to be great parents and I think that gets forgotten in perfect parenting as well Mm, it's so true trying to do everything perfectly yeah absolutely and also you can't do it well if you're at the point of exhaustion sort of emotionally (laughs) and physically so um it all goes wrong (laughs) indeed oh they're really they're really important um points there holly thank you yeah yeah so um uh, obviously we can't travel very far at the moment um but um when things do sort of open up again um what are your favorite norfolk places or businesses that that um believe that you believe help promote um or boost um well-being where do you like to go I love Norfolk. I think Norfolk's absolutely, there's, you know, there's so many lovely places in Norfolk to go. Obviously, I love the coast. I love going, I love fish and chips. So going to, yeah. to Cromer for fish and chips can't be beaten. <laughs> I, I think good news to have fish and chips, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> you know, occasionally. But, um, yeah, and I, I love, there's some beautiful walks in the summer as we were walking around the Caister Roman Fort. Oh, yeah. yeah. And there's wildflower, there's just um, on the other side of the road. Oh, high ash kind of Wildflowers. Yeah. Oh, and that's just, Oh, that—that that, you know, beautiful. just like yeah. seeing all the different flowers of the, throughout the summer was just so such, lovely. such joy, really. We discovered right. that this year, yeah. or like, well, last year, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we just—we only discovered that in the summer last year, and it's so fabulous, isn't it? Yeah, and so close as well. You know, to, yeah. to Norwich, it's not—you don't have to go too too far, which is nice. You know, and yeah. also, actually, recently before this lockdown, discovered Horsford Woods as well, mm. and that's mm. absolutely beautiful. And I had a friend okay. took me there for a walk. I don't think we have, no. No, No, definitely going to have to give it a go now. Yeah, when we're we're released from lockdown, we'll have to go and have a little look at that. Yeah, fantastic. Brilliant. And I suppose we couldn't really finish up the call with asking sort of what are the future plans for Art at Work? What are you guys doing? You know, what have you got on for 2021? So um, we've just started an interesting project with the Dainsby Centre. And that's working alongside their Grace and Perry project or exhibition um, at the moment, which is um, really, really exciting. We get to kind of look at all the work and we 
Prescribing, did you say? Yeah. So what does that entail? A new thing. Did you say what does it mean? What does it? Yeah. What does that entail? Um, So that's really. um, So it's a bit like I I, I did an art on prescription project a few years ago. So it's the idea that you go to your doctor Mm -hmm. and instead of being prescribed medication, well, you may be prescribed medication, but he would also prescribe you sort of social activities Mm -hmm. to do. So that could be arts or walking, and so people would be going to their doctors with mental health issues and then they'd be prescribed to come to us if that that makes sense. That's a fabulous idea, I love that. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. And it it worked really, when when I did a project before, I think with with, alongside Sweet Arts, which Mel was sort of co-running at the time, Mm -hmm. um, and we we found that work that, that, you know, really did work in terms of like everyone... Um, it was kind of evaluated and everyone's well-being did sort of quite dramatically increase so I think just that when you catch people at the right time mm-hmm. then when they're just you know going to their doctors that first stage and you know being we just we're, we're sort of social animals I think aren't we and we yes, just mm-hmm. need that creativity which kind of um, kind of opens your eyes up to the world and makes you look at things differently but just being around people and other people in the same situation is very powerful I think very healing definitely that sounds, sounds, yeah it sounds excellent doesn't it yeah. That sounds really interesting. Fantastic. So you're going to have quite a busy year by the sounds of it, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> and where can where can everybody keep an eye on what um, Art at Work are doing? So we have a website, which is www.artatwork.co.uk, which is kind of all the basic information. But I suggest following us on Instagram and Facebook, which is Art at Work Norwich. Um, and um, that was kind of better for more up-to-date stuff and actually the dean that the women um, produced you can actually download that and view that on there if you want to as well so people that might be quite a nice kind of um, thing for people to be able to give you some ideas and colouring in pages and stuff to keep yourself a bit people are sort of struggling a bit at home during this lockdown Mm. as well they can go go download that now they just scroll down a little bit I know you also mentioned that you sort of work with businesses as well. I've seen some things I've seen on social media um, from a few other kind of places that um, some businesses where they've got a lot of their workers working from home at the moment, they're um, bringing organisations in like yourselves to do stuff with them online um, to sort of boost their, their mental well-being while they're working remotely. And presumably businesses, if they want to do something like that with you, they can get in touch through those channels as well, can they? Yeah. Absolutely, and again, we're kind of designing sessions. We're working with Borden Housing actually to do a staff session with them in, in the next couple of weeks, and mm-hmm. we've designed a sort of drawing, mindful drawing session. But it's also quite interactive, so um, like drawing things about seeing and getting people to explain to a colleague, you know, try and draw something that's um, in pairs and, uh, and and different activities. So uh, that I think will be really nice. So it's the idea of not just being creative but also being creative with other staff members which I think is really important because I think that lack of connection mm. with, with, with 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 kind of people you're working with is, is, is really kind of essential it's really it's essential to kind of to, to sort that out really thank That's you excellent. ever so much for your time Holly 
Um, we <laughs> we hope you have a, a good and well year, despite everything. Um, and um, yeah, we look forward to um, we look forward to seeing the work that you're doing, particularly with things like the Sainsbury Centre. That sounds really interesting, and also the exhibition itself sounds really interesting as well. Thank you very much for your time, Holly. Take care. Bye. Cheers, Holly. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So there we go. I hope that has given you some um, ideas and inspiration for um, things to do and activities to uh, to feel better um, for us. It's definitely sort of walking in our parks and open spaces. Um, but you might already be doing things on a regular basis, which uh, you believe sort of improve your well-being or contribute to you feeling well. We'd love to hear about them. So do drop us a line or comment under one of our social media posts or wherever you found this podcast we'd also love to hear your feedback on the episode so any comments um, do get in touch otherwise we uh we hope you are well and stay well stay safe and we will speak with you again soon bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.